All right, now it's time to talk about our brand new sponsor, Peloton. Jason, ah. you're a big Peloton guy, right? I am a big Peloton fan. Everyone loves them. One of my favorite things to do is walk on treadmills. So I'm, I've been chopping at the bit for this tread. Is this real? I swear to God. Kylie and I ordered it probably a month ago. That a boy. Way to pump it up. Yeah. Well, 92 percenters, whether you're like Jason and trying to get in shape during retirement or just trying to add a new challenge to your training, spring is the best time to get started. Just in time for summer, baby. Warmer days are coming. How about that? That's right. Peloton's varying class lengths allow you to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add 10-minute core session at the end of your metrics-focused class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your goals. And there's also a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, marathon training, all created to grow your skills. Plus, Peloton Entertainment lets you work hard while you watch harder. Catch all of your favorite teams and streaming options like NBA League Pass while you power up your training. How about that? Get a head start on the summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. They are running out of these things. Selling like hotcakes. Officials ain't going to be perfect. They ain't going to make every call. Everybody's like, oh, that, that, was a, that was a face mask on Dallas Goddard. No, it wasn't. You know why? Because they didn't f***ing throw the goddamn flag. All right? So it wasn't a face mask. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to New Heights, a Jukes original show presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. New Heights is a show that speaks stats into existence. Shout out to the 92%. That really is a 92%, but now is 92%. Thanks to the Buffalo game, that 8% was on <laughs> showcase, baby. Uh, we are your hosts. I'm Travis Kelsey. This is my big bro, Jason Kelsey, out of Cleveland Heights, Ohio. University of Cincinnati Bearcats, baby. Uh, new Heights comes to you every single Wednesday with a new episode. And uh, please subscribe on YouTube uh, or wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, as always, follow the show on all social platforms at New Heights Show. Jason, what we got coming up? I hope it's a good one. Well, as always, we got a great episode, Trev. We'll <laughs> recap how the Chiefs offense kept it rolling against the Jaguars. The Eagles finally hitting our first setback. <sighs> Fuck! Yeah, I know that one. And how our quarterback sneak agenda took a hit this weekend. Thanks, Bills and Vikings. But uh, first... As always. As always. New news. Still the number one podcast in the world. Well, sports. Number one for sports. Uh, but we also we also have cracked into the top ten for overall podcasts this past week. <laughs> thanks to our Jalen Hurts interview, which did extremely well. It was awesome. Um, and I, I guess Jalen Hurts conversation. Really not an interview. It was just a great convo with, with us three. Um, who should we get next, you think? I think there's one person everybody wants. Um, it just, are you man enough to ask? Really, is what it comes no, down no, to. No, 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 I am. I am. Yeah, I'm going to ask. You're I'm going to ask, ask him. I think I've asked already. I kind of like hinted at it. I was like, hey, Pat, do you like the show? He said, yeah. I'll, yeah. So it's like, yeah, come on on. Well, you got to do it. You got to do it in the Pat voice. No, I'm not doing it in the Pat voice. You're not That's doing not that how you get Pat on. That's not how you get Pat on. Oh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> um,. That was like what that was like the one thing I did his rookie year. Like there's no hazing in in the in Coach Reed's like locker rooms. Like there's no like, oh, the rookie's gotta do this. Like you get like seniority and like taping lines and like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Or like hotel yeah. rooms and shit. Sure. But you don't get like you don't 
the rookies don't have to do stuff. You know what I mean? It's not expected. But the one thing I just made fun of Pat was every single time he spoke up in like a a meeting or anything like that, I would just uh, <laughs> you're just uh, a bully. So this no, is no, 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 no. You're just no, a big what bully. I, what? It's my guy. It's one of my best friends. I just well, gotta, you know, right time, right place, baby. Right time, I was talking right to Jalen after uh, the uh, episode launched, and he said, "Who you guys getting next?" And I was like, uh, "You know, I think probably try and get Pat." He's like, "Y'all should definitely do Pat." So Jalen's on the Pat train too. So nice man. Let's make it happen. Jaylen. Let's make it happen. You heard Some it other here, name, Pat. Other names being thrown out: Andy Reid. <laughs> God, that would be awesome. a tough. That'd be sweet, man. It's a tough ask. It's an intimidating man. It's a tough ask. I can't. I don't know. That's the one where I'm like, what do I go? Hey, coach. Hey, just come ask. On. You just ask. I'm not. I'm not a good asker, man. It's like when you ask, you know, whoever you asked uh, the middle school dance in, you know, eighth grade. You know, you just go up and worst that can happen is they say no, right? <laughs> yeah, and you go to the dance alone. Yeah. And Andy's the great white buffalo. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> you gotta go up there. <laughs> you gotta go up. The you great white walrus. The, the great white walrus. If, yeah. if you need me to, I will text him so that you don't have to. That, ask that would make it a lot easier. If, if, if you, you are not, get the bug in. in you are his not ear. man enough to go up and ask him yourself. <laughs> the guy's busy, Jason. Okay. We just heard from. Joe Thomas, what it takes to be an NFL head coach? Okay, he's might not. He might be a little busy on a true. early on in the week. Okay, and he just says no, right? <laughs> Back in the he same says spot no we're in right like now. The eyebrow, like, no. why are you distra- Are you focused are on the right you, things, you Travis? Need to, you need to lock the fuck in, Travis. I said the story about the draft, the draft story last week with the Jalen episode, and I said I said it, and Coach Reed doesn't cuss like that. Okay, I kind of like true. elaborated on it a little bit more than. I uh, I probably should a, have. So he's yep. he, he doesn't he doesn't cuss like that, especially not the first time he meets somebody or first time he talks to somebody when they're getting drafted. But um, yeah, keep going. Yeah, we we, we all of these stories that we tell have been somewhat adapted to our language, <laughs> just so everyone knows. And uh, other names that have been thrown out there: Landon Dickerson. Landon would be tremendous. Um, you want to talk about a character, an all around just unbelievable dude? Uh, he'd be a lot of fun. Bo Allen. Both know Bo we very well. Bo, yeah. Oh my gosh, used to call him Honey Boo Boo. But uh, you know the uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's a big old Honey Boo Boo right there, dude. He's he was the best. Um, still doing it strong over there with Chris Long. He'd be an awesome guest. Nick Sirianni. I mean, come on now. Love to get the old ball coach on here. He already talks some Pat analytics. McAfee show. You know it might be tough to get him on another one, but I think that would be awesome. Uh, see Long. We're Come one on of them, now. One of them good brothers. One of them yeah. good brothers in the league, baby. Dude, you want to talk about a guy super knowledgeable, smart, charismatic, funny, good looking. I don't know that we should have him on because he's going to take away from, I mean, it's too dominating of a presence. Gosh. We, we got to definitely keep it slotted. We can't have yeah. him on here for more than. And then the other name, the other name that's kind of being thrown around is Lane Johnson, which uh, let me tell you, there's a story with Lane Johnson, which is really his whole life that needs to, say, to be told. Yeah. Uh, you want to talk about a character uh, and just an all-around awesome dude, uh, Lane Johnson. Yeah, we should definitely get Lane on at some point. I'm That'd definitely game to get Lane in this joint. Well, now that we're done with that, let's go on to uh, some uh, more of the fan base names. Oh, we got some more good ones for you We guys. got some more good ones. I love it. All right, uh, LVZ. 
Lovers. Uh, what about the Heights Pound? The Heights Full Pound. Full of dogs man. who love the game the way you both play. Well, you know, I think... Uh, the way you described that made it, made it sound way cooler yeah. than the initial like thought of it, but I like it. I like yeah, it. it. It's an ode to the, to the dog pound and the, in the, the Cleveland roots. Um, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Have you ever been Hungry. in the dog pound? I have not. I've never actually been to a Cleveland Browns game. Well, actually, I take that back. I went to your guys' game against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. But, yeah, yeah definitely wasn't in the dog pound. Scored, scored twice in the dog pound. Yeah? Did, did you go in it? I was – I almost jumped in there. I didn't want to take a beer to the head, though. You didn't do the Lake Erie leap? No, <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't. I'm, I'm respect. I'm respectful. You know, when it comes to Cleveland sports, very respectful. Three six nine uh, has the uh, the flankers. Damn you, fine. Let me talk with you one more time. Get low, get low, get low, get low, get low, get low, get low from the window. Give it a wow. To the wow. To the all right. All right. Um, <laughs> what you got Jamie for three six nine? Flankers, <laughs> the flankers. Yeah. yeah, I mean, story of my life, man. Yeah. I'm with yeah. it. I'm with. It. You're not I'm much bad. of a flanker, though. You're you're just a very I'm tactical, a straight on. It's no, no, no tact. It's just straight. <laughs> I don't know, man. Them QB sneaks. There's, I heard there's a tactic to it. We might get well, get to that a little tactic. later. There's tactic, but it ain't it ain't flanking. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Jamie Shell has a uh, New Heights Knuckleheads, little ode to uh, PTI. Uh, probably mm-hmm. my favorite uh, sports. Uh, is that a sports talk show? Is that what we would call that? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Love PTI growing up, and uh, I like. I do like that New Heights Knuckleheads. It's got a good ring to it, but it does. I don't know if that's uh, too much of a steal off of the, them and Will Bond and Cornizer. Uh, Zach Law, why not combine both your nicknames and call us the Sexy? Yetis, sexy Batman and Yetis, <laughs> sexy Yetis. I like sexy that. Sexy Yetis is clever. It's very creative, Zach. Yeah. Alex McDonald, the wedge unit. That's that's pretty damn good. Wedging this new news up in you every week, baby. <laughs> Locking arms. Cops, new news, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Go. All right, here we. I like it, man. Keep them coming, baby. I'm, I'm honestly at this point, I don't even know if we'll ever actually settle on one because we enjoy reading your guys's suggestions. There's just so many good ones. We'll put it to a fan vote eventually, uh, but right now we're having too much fun. We're having too much fun reading them, so keep them coming. Moving forward to fan mentions of the week, so we got at Bubbly Fizz Fizz. <clears throat> if football didn't exist, what do you think each of you would be doing right now? That's a great question. Uh, I've actually thought about this a lot, and I, I still know. can't think. Yeah, no, I don't know. I um, I would think school might not have been the route for me. So I think uh, if I didn't go to college for football, um, I'd probably just get into Cleveland manual labor, man. I don't know. Well, I don't well, know what else did. there would. I didn't. I didn't have a lot of fun uh, doing a, a, a lot of other things other than sports. So playing B and C were always just another sport for me. Well, you did have one other job besides football. When uh, yeah. you were you were off football, you uh, were a telemarketer. So yeah. you were you were somebody that I think is universally hated by everybody on the planet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Except except 
for people that did not like Obamacare in the southern Ohio, northern Kentucky, and eastern Indiana areas. <laughs> if you didn't like Obamacare, man. I was, I was taking surveys over the phone, and um, yeah, there were numerous times I had a older gen- gentleman or woman that um, just loved to fill up the comment section. You know what I mean? Just and, Yeah. Oh, and this is what I think about. All right, let's calm down here. I would just have to cut him off. Like, there's no more. There's no more. There's no more. I can't add any more to the comments. So um, you filled up that one. Let's get to the next question. <laughs> it was uh, it was pretty draining, man. It was pretty draining. How many people gave you the Ed Kelsey treatment? Where they just like acted like they were interested into it, and then while you're like giving the feel, like get out of here, then like, hang up. <laughs> I got clicked on. All the time, dude, for sure. <laughs> when you do get one of those calls, you hear them like go right into reading the the prompt because that's what you're doing. You're reading what's on the screen in front of you and like clicking so that like everything's documented. Man, I would try and get to the start of the comments or the questions real quick, and just in the middle of the first sentence, just click. Hello, hello. Next caller, dude. Dad used to take out whatever rage was inside of his heart on any telemarketer that called. He just, oh, yeah, what do you got? Okay, don't ever call me again. What are you, like, why, <laughs> piece of shit, what are you on this phone for? No. Where'd you get this number? I'm Where'd overdoing this, this number? a little bit. But Dad was definitely not nice to the telemarketers. He hated telemarketers. He definitely chopped them down. And to be honest, I think now that everybody has a phone uh, that telemarketers can reach you at nonstop, uh, I'm kind of on the dad, dad bandwagon. I cannot stand. <laughs> wait, wait, time out. Back to you can't stand him. Back to what you would be doing though. What would you be doing if, if oh, football yeah, didn't exist? I have no idea. I would probably uh, be. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I'd probably be hanging sheetrock or freaking. Uh, I, I have no idea. I act like I am, but I can't do any of that right now. I got to a, I got to a point in college where I realized that if I don't play, I'm just going to coach football. So it's it's hard to really even think about what else I would be doing. Yeah, I don't even know what else I would get into. Hopefully I enjoy it, though. I'm sorry that that was not an exciting answer. <laughs> sorry, guys. Before we move on, you guys know we say a lot of stuff on this show that we probably should uh, keep private. But oversharing is how we became the number one sports podcast in the world, baby. But there is one place we absolutely want to make sure our privacy is being protected, and that's online. That's why when I'm at home looking at film or going through the playbook, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. Because we don't know what team our service provider roots for, but with ExpressVPN, it doesn't matter. And we know our info isn't getting shared. Most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on. It runs seamlessly in the background. All you have to do is tap one button and boom, you're protected. ExpressVPN is available on all of your devices, so there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with VPN rated number one by Business Insider. Visit our exclusive link at expressvpn.com slash newheights. And you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash newheights. Expressvpn.com slash newheights to learn more. Trav, it's officially November, and do you know what that means? Way ahead of you on this one, big bro. It's National Veterans and Military Families Month. 
which is why our sponsor DraftKings and the Pat Tillman Foundation have partnered together to give you an easy and fun way to make an impact. All you have to do is sign up on DraftKings using our promo code New Heights. Enter the Pat Tillman free to play pool throughout November, and DraftKings will donate one dollar. For every entry, up to 20000 to the Pat Tillman Foundation. Making a huge impact really is that simple. Signing up and uh, using the promo code New Heights, Play in DraftKings Pat Tillman free-to-play pool through November, and uh, DraftKings will donate $1 for every entry, up to $20,000 to the Pat Tillman Foundation. All donations to the fantastic Pat Tillman Foundation will go towards empowering military veterans and spouses through academic scholarships. All righty, let's get back to the show. Teeing up 12 bold topics to wrap up week 11. I'm sorry, week 10 in the NFL. This is how we do it. I always tee up topics on Jason's game, and he does the same for me. Jason, you want to start us off? Sure. Well, Trav, you guys play the Jaguars this week. Big win, 27-17. Dub City, baby. The real stat of the Chiefs offense was 10 different players have now caught a touchdown for the Chiefs this year, marking the most in any team in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Pat spreads that ball around. He sure uh, does. Kadarius Tony breakout game. Kadarius, 90 yards from scrimmage. Only you had more. The Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Five targets, most of any receiver. First career touchdown. And he had an A unbelievable warm up. Unbelievable warm up where he's adjusting his gloves, catching punts, and <laughs> makes it seem pretty effortless. Yeah, the the one you're talking about is when he adjusted his glove mid route as the ball's in the air. He's just kind of looking at it like, I'm going to come down with this thing in a second, make sure these gloves are on here. There we go. And then just levitated and just like froze in the air while the ball came to him. It was crazy. It was wild. And then Moss, two guys, and we scored on like the next play or something like that. Well, of all of the stats that are mentioned around the Chiefs offense, is there one stat that means the most, Trav? Uh, yeah, the win column. Um, it's a good in stat. terms of other stats, I mean, I, I always just equate it to how do you lose games? Turnovers, third down conversions, are we scoring touchdowns or are we scoring, are we kicking field goals? Those are the, all the important ones. Like, are we converting third downs? Are we winning situational football games? Um, and at yeah. the end of the day, are we turning the ball over? And as an offense, right now we're 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 rolling. Uh, we had a couple turnovers, um, and obviously you want to clean up everything. But guys are just out there uh, playing with all the passion for the guys next to them, and that's that's the funnest part, man. Is that even when we kind of have a hiccup or we fumble, Isaiah Pacheco had a had a fumble in the red zone, but immediately after that, Coach Reed says, "Now first play, next drive, go ahead, go ahead, young man." Get the get get your get your rocks off and and run that thing downhill like we know we know you know how to, because I mean after that after after you turn the ball over or something like that the first thing you want to do is get the ball and just run your tail off and show everybody that you are accountable for that kind of stuff, um, or you are accountable with the ball in your hands and sure enough I mean he had a hell of a day after that. What uh how has your role changed in the Chiefs offense? <clears throat> um, <clears throat> I feel like. I feel like the the beauty of the tight end position is that it's so universal. You can you can put us anywhere. You can have us do a lot of different things, whether it's to get ourselves open or whether it's to get somebody else open. There were multiple times on a third down on a big time you know drive where Coach Reed knows that they're going to bracket me. They're going to be very. They're going to be on high alert of where I am. Um, in uh, situations like that, man, it's just sometimes it's better to just use me as a decoy or just use me to gather up as much coverage as I can. And um, 
that goes along with the intentions of the play caller. Now I'm still trying to get open, but at the at the end of the day, um, if somebody if I can get somebody else open for a bigger gain or for you know to get the job done, like get a third down conversion or something like that, I'm doing that 100 percent of the time. And that's yeah. the fun about playing the position is that you can help out everybody else by just doing your job and and uh, whether it's catching the ball, blocking for somebody downfield, or uh, or getting somebody open in terms of routes. But I, I don't think it's necessarily evolved into anything. I just think every single week Coach Reed finds ways that we can attack a defense and uh, become successful, understanding that this is what they're going to try and do. They're going to try and stop uh, me and Pat, knowing that me and Pat on third downs have had one of the highest third down conversion rates like in the league since Pat's been here. So they know they know that that stat is out there. They know that Pat, uh, you know, is very aware of where we're at. And they know that Coach Reed likes to dial me up on third down. So um, that's where you just put all the trust in the coach's hands and you just do your job, man. You'd be a good teammate. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's why, uh, you know, it's easy to put your trust into one of the best play callers of all time in Andy Reid. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, speaking of calls, let's talk about non-calls. Uh Juju Smith-Schuster took a shot from uh, Jaguars safety Andre Sisco. Man, you hate to see it, man. Yeah, and um, obviously the flag went out initially, gets picked up. Uh, what are your thoughts when, when a teammate goes down like that? I just I, – I mean, it just rips your heart out, man, especially the way it goes down. That's never, that's never you know, easy to see, not ever, never easy to be a, be a part of. Well, you know, later in the game, Sisco underlay, underlay, mama, yeah, yeah, uh-oh. That was that's, that's not Cisco. That's Fuck. not Cisco. I don't know how you missed your favorite song, the thong song. That's it. How did you miss God. the thong song? I've only slept for two hours. All right, I'm on low <laughs> sleep. Cisco and Nelly have got to be. I mean, it's the same era. Come on, give me a break. Anyway, Cisco made another violent hit on Chiefs wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scantling. Scantling, yes. Gosh, you said it right. You said it right. I know, but I'm just what, can't, can't, there's so many hyphenations. All right, um, sent to the blue tent. I love you, Quez, man. I'm glad you're good, dog. But that was not an easy one to see either. Other Chiefs reaction: Justin Reed, we were pissed. Is that accurate? Yeah, no. Everybody on the on the sideline and everybody in the game was pissed. We kind of had a moment where we were like, "Yo, let's let's rally around the ball. Let's make sure we take care of our guys, man." Because this is uh, this is getting out of hand. There's a lot of th- those kind of momentum switches, like those those are boosters when you when you have big hits like that. And I I, I think uh, Juju's was the ball came out. Um, Quez big third down that we didn't convert. Um, yeah. So it's just you know stuff like that momentum wise. And then on top of that, we just got to protect our guys. You know, we can't let somebody come into our house and throw bodies around and send guys to blue tents and stuff like that. It's just like, yo, no, we, this is our house. We got to protect our guys, get around the ball. Um, they're a physical bunch and they were flying around trying to, trying to impose their will. And you know, we, uh, we had to react we had to respond accordingly, man. Yeah. Isaiah Pacheco said it brought tears to my eyes. Man. Um, I mean, it'll do that. I, I remember last year when Isaac Sayamala went down with a pretty significant, uh, foot injury. Um, yeah, I was crying after the game. I mean, dude, it's it's an emotional game when you see somebody that you care about. Um, you know, that can be hard at times. Um, you know, Tony said, I was angry. I was kind of mad because I don't really like dirty plays. I feel like it gave the team a boost. It gave us something to play for, I guess you could say. Yeah. No, I mean, he, then Joke is right on. He's 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 right on with it, man. He um, 
like I said, it was it was definitely a momentum booster for for them, and we had to match that and play play that much more aggressive, knowing that you know what had just went down. Um, and that's you, it makes you want to play harder for the guy that you know just got hit like that, you know. Yeah. So I hear you on that, but what well, we did hey. was we figured it out, man. Let's get to a happier topic. Noah Gray and Kadarius Tony have their first receiving touchdowns of the season for the Kansas oh, yeah. City Chiefs. Oh yeah. Yeah, baby. Uh, everybody board, was uh, baby. everybody saw Tony warming up, catching punts, adjusting his gloves. Uh, what dude, can you tell us about? Tell what you can you tell this, us? Yeah, this dude Joker, man. When I I don't know how the heck the is that his nickname Joker? The Joker, man. J O K A. The Joker. Is it in reference to Yo, the Batman? Joker. Um, that's a good question. Or is it? I don't know. I'll have to ask him. I'll have to ask him where Joker came he, from. Is he a fun? Is he? Is he funny? Yeah, like I mean, he's a great dude. I honestly, I was blown away with with how professional he was. I mean, when you get a trade like that, you think something, you know, there's something that you have to weigh out or something that you have to, you know, bring. A, ever since he's been in the building, it has been, man, this dude's smart. Man, this dude's crazy athletic. Man, this guy yeah. has a lot of confidence. And when you have a lot of confidence, that means you understand what's going on out there. You're playing, you're, you know what I mean? You're seeing things. You know how to attack it. You know, and it, that goes back to being a smart player, a smart person. And he's he's just been a great teammate. I'll tell you what, man. The first couple of days I saw him, like, catching punts in practice. It is the most casual. Like, I've never seen anyone catch punts like this. I would assume that, like, all the great ones do it like this. But usually you get a guy that punts in the air. They go sprinting back to where they think it's going to go. And then they're, like, back there, like, trying to adjust to it. You know, maybe there's a little wind aspect to it. And they're like, all right, yeah. should I step up? Should I step back? Should I? He is, as soon as the punt happens, he sees where it's going, casually just starts, like, walking over. Doesn't even, doesn't even run, just, like, is, like, observing what's in front of him in terms of, like, the defense or the punt team coming at him and is just walking over to it and then, like, 10, 10 feet before it gets to him, finally gets ready and just snags it and is, like, in full game gamer mode. It's one, of the, it's one of the coolest things. It goes back to the catch that he had on the sideline. He's just over there mid-route just running. Got two guys on him like, nah, I'm just going to go ahead and make sure these gloves are on tight so I can snag this thing out there. And it's like he gets up and just <laughs> <laughs> crazy athlete. Unbelievable player when he gets the ball in his hands um, and obviously can run great routes. Um, happy that he got his first touchdown in the National Football League. He's the first of many for sure, man. So can you believe the Giants let Kadarius Tony go? No, I don't know how he got out of that building. I just don't get it. I don't get it one bit. I don't understand. I don't, like, I don't even want to understand. I don't even want to know yeah. what they were, what happened over there. I am just extremely happy that Brett Feach found a way yet again to get an unbelievable, talented player in this building. Well, how nice is it to see a young player like Noah Gray uh, have success as a oh, guy man. who was was a, a veteran when he came in? What's that feel like? Oh, immediately, immediately. I, oh, you're saying as a veteran being me as he comes in because he arguably is more professional than I have ever been in my career. And I, I like I'm I, he holds me accountable in a lot of areas of like preparation and practice and things like that. The guy is just a fine tuned football machine, man. Anything you need, baby. Noah Gray's yeah. got you, dog. He's and he's not uh, surprise me. No, he's awesome. Crazy athlete. Understands defenses. Understands run game and 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 how you know how to incorporate his techniques into the schemes. 
Um, and you know, a lot of that stuff is on the fly. There's that there was there have been stuff that it's taken me years to be able to build an instinct to run a route a certain way or to block a guy a certain way that he's just been able to come in and immediately make it make sense in game time decisions and get the job done. And it's yeah. uh, it's been awesome to have him in the building as well as Jody Jody F Jody Fortson. Noah's progression has only made the entire room, you know, that much better and that much more accountable, man. And uh, I can't say enough about the guy. And sure enough, man, he's he's been making play after play. Last week you saw him on the third down or fourth down, downfield, making Moss and a dude over the middle. Um, last uh, Yesterday's game or this past game, finding the end zone and making a few big plays uh, throughout the uh, drives and um, just can't say enough about the guy, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to see him keep uh, finding new roles in the offense and keep coming up big for us, man. All righty. Those Duke Blue Devils, baby. These days, no matter if you're a small business or an NFL franchise, every new potential hire can feel incredibly stressful. In my career, I've been lucky enough to work with some of the best in the business. But before you can work with the best, you need to find the best. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs makes it so easy with simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. The year's almost over. If you're looking to finish strong, you're going to need the right people on your team. So use LinkedIn Jobs to help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash new heights. That's linkedin.com slash new heights to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Well, Trap, I, I think you would agree that uh, being an NFL player is an everyday gig, right? Yeah. Eat, breathe, and sleep it, baby. Well, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. Hmm. I started taking Athletic Greens because I needed something that helped me keep up with all the nutrition I need to play football at a high level, but without having to keep track of a million pills and powders every day. So what is this stuff? With one scoop of AG1, you're getting 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals to help start your day off right. A special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of these things. Basically... I wake up every day, I drop a scoop of AG1 into my shaker, and uh, I'm good to go for the day. Mm. All your greens right there? All my greens, all my minerals, and all my vitamins. It costs you less than $3 a day, so it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's also cheaper and easier than getting all the different supplements yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. And to make it easy... Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs for your first purchase. Free! Free! All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash newheights. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash newheights. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Eagles 21, Commanders 32. Hand the Eagles the first loss of the season. And uh, nobody saw this one coming. I'm not going to lie, man. Um, I thought you guys were going to just handle business, take care of them on a on a Monday night, big game at the link. 
Um, what's the takeaway, brother? Uh, we got our we got beat. You know, we got our asses kicked. We got to play better. We had uh, too many mistakes on offense, turnovers. Um, yeah. You know, I think uh, missed assignments. I mean, it was a sloppy game for us offensively, defensively. I mean, couldn't get off the field. I mean, that's – and credit to Washington. They played their asses off. Uh, you know, Heineke was dialed in on point. Uh, McLaren was all over the field, it looked like. They ran the ball and stuck to it. Um, it was a really, really good performance by the Washington um, – well, I was about to say football team, commanders. There was just something about that. And we'll get to the talking about that final play or the final possession. Um, the flag, the the, the flag. Listen, man. The roughing the passer. I am. I've never seen a quarterback get so excited because of a roughing the passer after he takes a knee. Like that one, I don't know why it rubbed me the wrong way, man. I was just like, I'm out of here. I just turned the TV off when he got excited like that. I was like, that's what we're getting excited for, man. I don't know. I am the refs are getting a lot of uh, critique and yeah. uh dude, I, I cannot stand people blaming referees. That's like no, one I of my one of my pet peeves, like grinding my gears. You know, we had so many opportunities to win that football game that we yeah. didn't control that we didn't take care of. One hundred percent. That game shouldn't have even come down to if we take care of things offensively, if we don't have turnovers, you know, there's a feeling now. More than ever, and I think part of it's just because of replay and the ability to slow things down and everything's a high definition. So fans, it's very apparent when an official doesn't make the correct call or misses something, right? Yeah. Listen, man, officials ain't going to be perfect. They ain't going to make every call. And the reality is you got to go out there and play the game that's called. Everybody's like, oh, that, that, was a, that was a face mask on Dallas Goddard. No, it wasn't. You know why? Because they didn't fucking they didn't throw the goddamn flag. All right? So it wasn't a face mask. It really bothers me when people put things on officials – you you got to control what you can control, and you got to play the game uh, that's being called and the way it's going down out there. And yeah. uh, it's a loser's mentality to put it on somebody else. I'm with you, man. And I've I, I, it, it really bothers me when people put it on officials. I've done I've done it in in the past. I've blamed games. I blamed a playoff loss against the Steelers to a ref and told him he should never. He couldn't even work a foot locker. I've I've said some of the silliest, <laughs> sore loser shit that anybody could ever say. And I um I'm right there with you, man. It it it's a it's a it's ignorant. In man. the moment, it's in the ignorant. moment, you're yeah. going to be pissed off. Well, in the yeah. moment, you're going to be pissed off. But the reality is, there's you so many other moments in the game. The game you is got sixty minutes. Yeah. The entire time. Yeah. There's so many plays that could the refs made. didn't have anything to do with the turnovers that we committed. Well, the one with Dallas, but didn't have much to do with the uh, inefficiency of our offense. Uh, they didn't have anything to do with our defense uh, not getting off the field on third down. Um, you know, can't, these are things that killed us. All right. Got to so, have the mentality. Can't put yeah. it in their hands. We got to get better. That's the bottom line. Uh, you know, we did not play a good game. They came out with energy. They came out with excitement. They came out ready to go. Um, and uh, they beat us. They're a yeah. well-coached team. I know the commanders, the commanders get, are like one of the laughing stocks of the league organizationally because of what's going on with Dan Schneider and all that stuff. Let me tell you this. Ron Rivera is still a good coach. Jack Del Rio is still a good coach. Yeah. Uh, they got some good players on defense, and they got some great players on offense. And uh, they went out there and they beat us. And, uh, you know, we got to go back and watch the tape, get better, and uh, move on to next week. I yeah. mean, it was, it was a very um, unacceptable performance by the Philadelphia Eagles uh, this past week. The biggest uh, the biggest stat line for me was uh, the time of possession. Yeah, Washington forty minutes, yeah. 
Philly 19. When I tell you that is, they had twice as much possession time than you guys had, and that is huge when you have a great offense. When you have a great offense, getting taking that that offense off the field or limiting those possessions as much as possible, because now it's just it it's draining. The offense can't get a rhythm. Um, and that's uh, that's frustrating as an offense. And, and sometimes you try and do more because you're not getting all those possessions. And you feel like, you know, that, that time is running out. you got to get things going. It puts a little bit more, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say stress, but it, it definitely makes you feel like you got to get the shit going more and more. you got to be um, perfect. Yeah, you're gonna be, too. You're, it limits your opportunities. It's hard to get in a rhythm. I mean, there's a reason why they did that. Um, you know, that was not like that was happenstance. Their goal was clearly to run the ball and to put together long drives and keep our offense off the field. And they did that. Yeah. And uh, that's obviously one way to, to stop a great offense is to just don't let them out on the field. And uh, we didn't help matters by going three and out to start the second half. We didn't help matters by not producing on offense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's, that is two ways. It's not just the defense. That's us not uh, being efficient on offense and putting together long drives in to turn. Defense so, out. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, uh, you know, we had, uh, we actually had four turnovers. We, we had more turnovers in this game than we've had all season. Yeah. That and was crazy. Three, that's, that's three turnovers this game. You had three in the previous eight games. We actually had four. If you count the light, the last minute, like, uh, oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah. You know, I mean, the, the yeah. fluke touchdown at yeah, the end, but that's crazy. it's, you know, listen. The big reasons why we've been so successful up until this point is our offense has been very efficient, our defense has been good, but the main thing we've done is we've taken care of the football, and we did not do that this past week. Um, and yeah. you know, it, it's the number one stat that determines wins and losses. You know, so um, yeah. I will say this though, fuck it, the sneak still works, baby. You guys, uh, shout out to the Eagles uh, for throwing it up on social media, man. The uh, our stat of ninety two percent, which 92%. is now officially a stat. Okay, we uh, we've created. It's always been 92- officially a stat. It ninety two percent. Ninety two percent. All right, nice, it's man. Official. The QB sneak stat will uh, <laughs> not completely made up. Sounds like there's uh, some uh, analytics behind it. Yeah, um, the Bills and Vikings might be uh, dragging it down a little bit, but. It just showed what the eight eight percent of the uh, the sneak really looks like. <laughs> um, yeah, real right on. Um, is the uh, the seventeen and zero talk being uh, over actually like good? Like, does it does it kind of make everybody feel more at ease? Or were you guys even thinking about that? You know, in the building, were you guys talking like, yeah, we might be able to do this, or? Were you guys just taking a one game at a time? No, we weren't talking about it. We were just trying to go one game at a time. And, um, you know, I I don't know. I don't know if it's good or bad. I sure wish that we were still trying to be 17-0 or undefeated. Um, you know, I think, you know, at no point were we trying to be 17-0. We're just trying to win the next game. Yeah. Um, I feel like that gets hyped up way too much. Like, every single team goes into every single season – Trying to go seventeen and zero, thinking, "Oh yeah, I'm going to win every single game." Look at you. You yeah. look at the schedule. And say, "Yeah, that's a that's a that's a game we can win. That's a game we can win. That's a game yeah. we can win." I yeah. look at every single like schedule that I've ever had and be like, "Man, we we can go seventeen and zero. We can go sixteen and zero right here." And um, yeah. you find out 
over the course of a season how to become the best team possible by the end of the year. And sometimes, you know, those losses, like we learned a lot from the Colts loss this year, which I think is a very similar loss to what you guys just had uh, against the Commanders in terms of, you know, a team that everyone thought you guys were, you should have easily won that game. Or go in there and if you guys handle business, take care of business uh, and don't, you know, don't hurt yourselves, you guys come out victorious. But it's... It's one of those situations where sometimes when you take L's like that, or you find yourself in a situ or find yourself in um, adverse situations, you find out how not to do things. And yeah. sometimes finding out, finding ways how not to do shit is better than you know just uh, keep learning on the run. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Uh, and it's a good wake up call. It's a good wake up call that you know we're not where we need to be right now. We're not as good as anybody is telling us we are. Uh, we got a lot of things to improve on, and if we want to be as good as we can be at the end of the year, we got a lot of work to do. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, fully expect you guys to bounce back. Uh, you and Miles Teller pregame, man. There's yeah, a, baby. There was a cool, uh, cool video of you guys chopping it up before the game. You want to talk to us about that, or what were you guys talking about? We are talking about his jersey. He had a 62-game jersey from back when Reebok used to uh, sponsor the NFL. What? Yeah. It's like this is like 2000 what 2011 2012 it would have been my first two years in the league i think because were you when you came in the league nike I've, was we've been nike, you've only been god, nike right man. thank god yeah. where that well let me tell you i lo- the reebok jerseys were awesome just gonna say the nike jerseys are cool they kind of they're more slender got a little stretch to them more slender but the reason the Reebok jerseys were great or at least the eagles version of it was the way it's like it was cut on the shoulders and stitched when that thing stuck on the Velcro on the shoulder pads, mm-hmm. nobody was grabbing you. So it was those, those of you was, that don't understand uh, a lot of a lot of guys in the league um, because of that situation right there, like the ability to grab someone's jersey, even if it's inside blocking, being able to grab someone's jersey, uh, not necessarily outside or you know to the point where you would get a holding penalty, but you're still trying to grab somebody. We use Velcro on the t- the outside of our pads. Yeah. For the jersey to stick on to our pads, I don't want nobody so it grabbing helps me. Us. Yeah, exactly. So it it kind of limits the the opportunity for someone to be able to get a good uh, jersey grab. Because I mean, if someone takes you right here, I mean it's it's hard to it's hard to get move off. around. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's uh it's it's and one then, little trick that uh, not a lot of people know that there's Velcro underneath that uh, that jersey to help it stick to the pads. But the, the Nike jersey stretch, so you can kind of pull it a little bit easier off the Velcro. The Reebok stuck down harder, I thought. So you think that you think that helps, kind of helps you though, when you when you're like it kind of helps you a I little bit. Because how, how much are you really hold, getting grabbed? So. Like guys are trying to like keep you off of them more, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't hold, so I wouldn't know what you're talking about. I mean, you um, can't. You only got nine fingers. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm not a. Yeah never been called a holder in my life uh <laughs> i think um erroneous <laughs> yeah kevin green rest in peace uh long time uh sack uh leader up there um he used to tape clay matthews shoulder pads before every game with the velcro and, and tape and he said he's, he's like hey man if they can't hold you they can't block you that's how big yeah. of a difference this makes yeah and um there well, Michael is Bennett. Michael Bennett theory. Just wear the smallest set of shoulder, shoulder pads. pads you can't yeah. grab them, man. You can't control yeah. a big dude like that with like little pads on them. That's right. I don't know where we're going with this, but 
I just know that I love those old Reebok jerseys, and that's what Miles had on. That's what we were talking about uh, before the game. I was letting him know. So Nice. Well, shout out Miles, man. We always love bringing him up. He might be a fun guy to have on the He'd show. He'd be great Don, to have on the Don. show. Yeah. He's got a lot of stuff going on outside of the, He's a busy uh, man. Busy the, man. the sports world, but he is very, uh, very active in the Philly sports world. That's for damn sure. He'd be a fun guy to have on outside of the sports world, but still knows something about it and oh, hell have yeah. a fun conversation, no doubt. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Speaking of uh, things going on uh, around the NFL, let's talk about some storylines. Yeah. NFLPA shared our New Heights clip on the safe fields. Ah, the old safe fields. They were were listening in on the convo, huh? Well, it wasn't just us. There were a lot of players around the league voicing their opinion this past week, and there's been some unfortunate injuries, including Zach Ertz just went down this past week, uh, which I don't know. Was that on turf or not? Where were they playing? Um, that's a good question. I'm not sure where Arizona played. Um, that's, that one absolutely ripped my heart out, man. But anyways, the NFLPA wrote a letter calling for the immediate replacement and ban of slit film turf fields throughout the league. I have no idea what a slit film field is. Mind I know mind that- I didn't know there was different turf. I didn't know there was different styles. And well, all I knew there was astroturf, of- and I knew there was field turf, which yeah. I think everybody just calls turf field turf now because yeah astro turf is like that's old part of a, ancient part of a barbaric era it's yeah. it's no longer acceptable field hockey still uses it but you yeah. you only use it for uh uh doggy potties and uh field hockey that's pretty much the only thing astro turf gets used for anymore um yeah i think uh i don't know what slip film is i i just kind of lump all turf fields together i don't know why we need to differentiate slip film versus dual what is it what's the other one dual one's fiber Dual fiber, monofil, just get rid of all of it. I don't really get this. You know, I don't. I don't but, get it either. They're saying um, that the uh, the slip film t- or yeah, the slip film turf those have the higher percentage of injuries, though, right? That's what they're saying. Yeah, that's the one that they know for sure has an increased risk of injury. I'm not sure which fields they are. I know that the New York field at MetLife that's one of oh. them, um, which is the worst field on the planet. Um, that one's that one's not a fun one to play on. Obviously, these turfs are terrible, but there is something to be said about a bad grass field too. The Steelers back in the day, and they shared that field with everybody. Used to have some of the worst grass in college when we used to play there, especially. Yeah. Um, I don't necessarily remember running around on it and feeling, you know, like I'm slipping around or um, you know, I just feel like when I looked at it, it was like it was just, it just dirt. looked torn up. Yeah, That's a good point. Just, with, I feel like it wasn't they were playing like, high school yeah. games on Fridays, and then Saturday the the Pitt Panthers were playing, and then Sundays came around, and like the turf had just been absolutely 
destroyed by the high school and college games and it was like they were just putting sand and dirt to kind of fill all the patched up grass that had been missing so um I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it gets better as the season goes along because the high school and college seasons end before the the NFL season. Oh, it does. does but, it, um, I mean, it's the same way in Philadelphia. We share the field with Temple, and while Temple's still playing on it, the field gets tore up. Um, so you know, what's one, the that's one luxury of being in Kansas City, man? They take care of this field. It's one of the yeah. nicest. But you guys don't have any universities out there, so there's you're not sharing it with anybody. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, they're around, but I hear you. People don't go to school in Kansas City. <laughs> what uh <laughs> I'm, I'm not i'm not arguing it either um <clears throat> shout out to umkc man uh kansas is down the road they're but f- f- 45 minutes away how far is missouri missouri three three and a half four hours the other way they're they're closer to st louis gotcha well um how about the the worst field that i can remember while i've been in the league the old raiders field which actually, oh, you got, you, you've got to remember playing. Oh, on man. That. I thought, man, going into the game, because you only get uh, September, typically. I mean, the A's aren't, haven't been notoriously good for a while now. And uh, they only played up until September, like the end of the season. They were playing, not, not a lot of postseason ball out there. But I hadn't played on their baseball field until the, like, the last season that they had the Coliseum as their home home stadium. So I think it was like 2019 might've been. Yeah. I think it was 2019. And I got so fucking torn up in that game. I mean, there was like the, it's like the middle of the field, like the 50 yard line is right where second base to third base is. And then the end zone on one of, on, on one of the end zones is just straight like warning track. Yeah. So anytime you get tackled, it's like, you know exactly where it is. Like you guys got to realize when baseball players play on this field, they water the field, they water the dirt like every three to four innings, so that if guys slide on the dirt, it doesn't just absolutely rip their skin off or put a hole in their pants. You know their 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 baseball pants because the dirt can get so freaking hard. Right. Well, in the football games, they're they're not watering that shit. They're just letting everybody run around on it. So yeah. you're literally and the and your cleats they don't necessarily grab. It's that like you're almost question. playing on cement once you get on the actual dirt. It's like it, it hard. It gets so hard that you're like you don't even have really good grip and you're slipping around. So if you catch the ball on the dirt, like the first thing you're thinking of is get the fuck off this dirt before you get yeah. tackled, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like, get me the fuck out of here. I caught a ball in the end zone and got dragged gra- dragged down, and thank goodness I caught it because I would have felt like a jabroni for dropping it and getting this freaking just entire four layers of skin just ripped off of my shin. Um, and I had that for the rest of the season. Every single time I got tackled, I feel like it just reopened the wound. Um, <laughs> it was uh, It was miserable, man. I um I came out of that game wearing half of the dirt that I got like was sliding around on. Um it was cool. I went into it thinking, man, I'm going to I finally get to play on the baseball field, man. This shit's sweet, man. I used to watch guys play on the on the dual, you know, dual sport fields all the time growing up and I always thought it was sweet and Uncle Don uh told me right before he was like, "Yeah, don't get too excited, man. It'll probably be the last time you want to play on this shit." <laughs> and sure enough, I came out of the game. I was like, "Uncle Don, you ain't lying, baby. That shit no. sucked. No fun." Uh, nah, Willie, it wasn't no fun. <laughs> well, why did the players approach uh, it on Twitter this time? At this point, do you think? 
just the amount of injuries? Uh, I think the, mo- the amount of injuries. Um, it's kind of been a progressing like build up to this it's point. Been there's been up. a there's been a lot of players that have uh, that have voiced their opinion on it. Um, a guy like Cam Jordan actually uh, went against yeah. our our theories on he likes on the slip Instagram. Film. Cam he like Cam it. Jordan he, fan of he, the slip film. He feels that he gets more traction and that it, uh, grass it's better get off. Yeah, he gets uh, on grass that he's got way too much torque, too much power to to let the grass kind of, it kind of just slips out and it doesn't grab as much for him. So he uh, he gets more torque uh, to be more explosive on the field with uh, turf, and that's the uh, that's the first time I've ever heard that. So yeah. um, I don't know. Note note to myself. Not I, argue hope, I hope Not we gonna... always play Cam on grass. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we out next, Trav? Moving on to the Germany game. Tampa beats yeah. Seattle. It was a fun game to watch. Uh, Tom Brady uh, had a, had an opportunity to go up and, and make a make a play on the ball with the ball in the air. They they ran a, a double pass or they they ran a play where they were supposed to throw it back to Tom Brady running down the sideline. Um, I thought was hilarious quote from him after the game. He said, man, if I didn't slip, I was about to Randy Moss this dude, man. <laughs> I was just like, Tom, there's no way you're going up top on this dude. That would have been hey. awesome to watch. I would have loved to see awesome. that. Absolutely awesome. And I'm not going to lie. I think we ran a similar play where Sammy Watkins threw it back to Pat Mahomes and um, – didn't didn't work out for Pat either, so I don't know. I don't know, awesome. the, I don't know if the QB down the sidelines the move anymore, man. You could get away hey. with that back back in the day, but that's the Philly um, special, baby. It always Philly, works. It was yeah, that was a, yeah, all right, Philly special, Philly yeah. special. Listen, I mean the TB12 method. I think he might be able to get up top with the TB12. Ooh, he gave him saving his bounce. Keeps those Achilles year old fresh. Bounce. Keeps those Achilles fresh. <laughs> it's part lying. of the TB12 method. Fresh. Fresh Achilles, baby. Uh, the NFL says more than three million people requested for tickets for a stadium that only holds sixty-seven thousand. Three million? Yeah, that's how many. That's a real that's stat. That's that's what the NFL says. I guess I had no the, idea. I mean, I, I'm a little blown away. I had no idea Germany was uh, so big. Actually, I did. You know, I'm. I, I've heard Germany is actually really, really big in football. They're no. very like engineered. Like, I mean, when I think of Germany, I think of like automotive, mechanical, mathematical, like diet. And I feel like strategy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like football would definitely suit that type of mindset. Yeah. Like that chess mentality. Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know if they're big chess. No, I mean either, but I I feel like that's a similar mentality. I mean, like there's a lot of thought that goes into strategy and you know what I mean? Did you know you're already on a billboard in Germany? Yeah, that was sweet, man. That was pretty freaking cool. How about that? Says coming soon. International. International star <laughs> Travis Kelsey. Yeah, baby. The Yeti's coming to you, man. Can, can you say Yeti anything in German? Yeah. Uh-huh. Can you say anything in schnitzel? That's not a, I think that's just a, a sausage. Like a pretzel, right? right? Oh no. I think a schnitzel is like a fried item. You you don't know anything else? Um I know uh Oktoberfest. Or is I, that I beer fest? Well, I probably—I mean, it's a, bit, a little bit of both, but it's definitely called Oktoberfest. But I don't know if they—do they call it Oktoberfest, or is that an Americanized? Well, it sounds like I don't know shit. Do you know anything? Yeah, no. But I've always <laughs> wanted to. It—it's uh, been a fascinating thing to hear. Uh, we did—we did see that Tom Brady uh, playing in Germany. His quote was. That was one of the great football experiences I have ever had. Says a lot of, a lot of football in the twenty-three years in the league, and um, the fans' turnout was incredible. 
Well, speaking of the fan turnout, do we think Germany has had the best international fan turnout? Um, it's tough to say I, without honestly, being there. Yeah, but. I thought I, I thought watching the game that uh, I heard the crowd a lot more um, than I would have at a uh, when it, when I watched games that were in London. Um, so I think it, it was probably a little bit more rowdy for a guy like Brady to mention. Yeah, for Tom to mention it, that means something. Yeah, and 100%. I've only, the only place I've played is in London. You played in Mexico City as well. Yeah. Um, I might be one of the one of the first guys or the, one of the only guys to score a touchdown in three different countries. You haven't already done that? No, I've, I've already done that. So I might, yeah, you've already done to, I might get a chance to do four if we uh, if we actually end up playing in uh, Germany next year, which would be pretty oh, that's cool. cool. What, do you get like a trophy or something if that happens? No, no, just another random stat. You know what I mean? I call them the bronze stats, man. Just stats that really just add it you know, up. Just add, yeah. They just they find a way to make it a stat and make it more than what it is. Should just give you a statue of like Carmen San Diego. <laughs> it's like you're a world traveler or something like that. Where's Trav catching the touchdown at this week? He's in Germany. <laughs> Shut the fuck. Where in the world is Travis catching touchdowns? Ooh, Tom Brady became the first QB to win in four different countries. So I might be able How about to, that? I might be able to add to that one too. Mm. Might be might be the only uh, So I guess only. Tom's getting the uh Carmen San Diego trophy. <laughs> I'll Tom mail it to you, Tom. Tom San Diego. All right. Potential game of the year ruins the quarterback sneak. Uh, agenda that we have started on the show. Hell of a game, though. I got to say, two of the worst quarterback stinks I've seen in a long time. Bills, Vikings. <laughs> when it matters most. Fourth and goal. Game on the line. Oh, man. Vikings. We talked about this. We talked Vikings. about this. Jalen. Jalen said yeah. it himself. It's the right call. I think. Just didn't execute. Got stuffed. <sighs> Bills D came up big. That's a big-time stop, too. Shout-out to the Bills, man. But one of the benefits of getting stuffed on a QB sneak, it's on the inch. The inch. It's right out of that end zone. <laughs> it is right. And there. you know as well as I do, when you're coming out as an offense and it's on that yard line, you're, everybody's buttholes are just a little bit tighter, you know? They got some tight buttholes on that half-inch yard line. And uh, that butthole might have got Josh Allen's hands a little bit off uh <laughs> out of sync because popcorn, man. Should that oh man fumble yeah. ruski on the qb sneak uh, which which is something that happens quite often because you, obviously you got to get a lean going that 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 uh that center quarterback exchange can be crucial and um i mean gosh i don't i mean that is a i don't think i've ever seen anything like that absolute dagger is, i wonder Bills, if that's man. the first i wonder if that's the first fumbled QB sneak for a touchdown. For a touchdown? Do you think? No, nah, there had to have been a situation like that before in the NFL where they're on the inch yard line and they, they try and do something I, I, like I mean, that. You probably got safety, but what are the chances you fumble it? Ugh. I mean, I can only imagine at that point in the game how big of a dagger that was. And for them the game to come on the back. Line? Yeah, for them to come back and still score. Still tie it up. To send it, send it into OT. I mean, that shout out to them to be able to regroup, you know what I mean, and find a way to extend the game, but damn. Yeah, I was amazed at the Bills just again. I would say um, Vikings finally won it in OT, and Pat Peterson had two huge picks, and obviously the uh, the turnovers for Josh Allen, um, 
he's kicking himself still probably for it. You saw how frustrated he was after the game. Um, another helmet toss. Gotta love it. He slammed his. I rolled mine. I bowled yeah. mine. But he, um, he's a great player. He just uh, got caught kind of being a little aggressive there in the uh, in the red zone, knowing he had one of his uh, best receivers, one of his most accountable receivers, one on one with a corner on a post, and um, it was just a, a hell of a play by Pat Pete at the end of the game to just seal the game away, man. Yeah, I mean. And it was an outstanding game to watch. One of the yeah. most exciting games I've seen this year. What made it more exciting was Mama Kelsey was in the house. Mama! And uh, she was in town visiting for the, our game on Monday. And she was rooting for the Bills because you and the Bills were tied. No, or She was the other way. She was rooting for the Vikings to win. Yeah, you sorry. She was rooting for the Vikings. I was rooting for the Bills. Because obviously we wanted to be further ahead of the Vikings, which now we are tied with. And Mom um, loves me more, so she was rooting for the Vikings so that the Bills would be a game back well, and we would finally be first place in the uh, She was just rooting because you guys are already tied. You guys are already tied. We were still ahead of the Vikings, so she no. wanted you guys to be first yeah, place. She wanted, no, she wanted Either me, way, it made those sneaks. I mean, we were kind of going back and forth at each other. You know, it was like, in your face, Mom! Yeah! <laughs> So bad. Just so and then bad. the Bills the Bills just completely screwed the pooch with their tight buttholes. She gave a yippee at the after the uh the last interceptions. Oh yep. <laughs> she did. She did the patented <laughs> mama yippee. Yippee. Yes. What a sweetheart. Love you, mom. All right, let's move on. Uh yeah, we were talking about the sneak earlier. Um what are they doing wrong on the sneak? Is there like a tack I mean, you guys are pretty flawless with it. You got anything to to say what helps with it or what hurts like is there is it is it that is it that like uh i don't want to say hard of a play but is is there like a secret sauce to the play or something like why why are you guys so much better than everybody else at doing it Tom, you want me to give away quarterback sneak strategy on our podcast i can't imagine that there's much to it other than snapping the freaking ball and just pushing as hard as you can yeah that's because you guys don't run the quarterback sneak all right listen there's a lot of there's a lot that goes into it and if you don't want your quarterback's knee to go sideways you there's yeah look at that the last it's so complicated your guy's quarterback couldn't even do it without his knee falling off all right stop it there is nothing there's yeah first of all it's one of the most intricate plays. I mean, this it's it's at a crucial play. There's a lot that goes into it. What? You gotta yeah. you gotta say it, dude. You gotta say it. I cannot imagine that there's anything that mind blowing about a QB sneak. I'm not saying uh, you're right. I, I'm not gonna say it because I'm not giving any defense the uh, <laughs> keys to stopping that play. I'm gonna joke. keep doing what we're doing and letting this. it roll. I love that you're making this one fucking play, the most simple play in the in the offensive book. Something simple, the most simple. Yes, snap the ball and move forward. What is more simple than that? See, this is why you guys don't run the quarterback sneak. (laughs) That's why you guys don't do it. (laughs) There is there are there is detail in it. There is a lot of things that go into the quarterback sneak to make it successful, and everything has to run in in unison. Everything has to be synced up. And, uh, you know, I'm tell you what, it's a lot more complicated than running the freaking hitch route. All right. <laughs> tell you that right now. Running six yards. <laughs> Look at you. you is know, it six you yards? Know, six is yards hitch is that hitch? Yeah, sure. If you want it to be. I mean, what, 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 what is it in your guys' playbook? In, in, my, in our playbook, it's get open on time. 
that's depends that's ninety five percent of all the routes. Yeah, that's ninety five percent of all the routes with Pat Mahomes. Just get open. So if your if your route is a hitch route and it's third and eight, uh, are I'm you doing. Running, you're running um, at the sticks, right? Yeah, we're probably not calling that play if it's third. That and makes eight. sense. Yeah. What am I talking? <laughs> you kind of just answered your own question there. What do you? Yeah. So if you. <laughs> Anyways, there's a lot that goes in the quarterback sneak, all right? Just ask the Bills and the Vikings, huh? If it's so simple, huh? Most simple play in the playbook until you need to do it. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think it's baloney, but whatever. All right, moving on. So, um, man, this is uh, this is never an easy topic to talk about, man. Derek Carr at the podium just pouring out his feelings of a frustrating 2-7 and seven season with a lot of expectations. Obviously, we all put a bunch of effort and a bunch of emotion and a bunch of hard work into it. A lot of, a lot of guys battle through soreness and and injuries and discomfort uh, to the point where it's like that could bring tears to you itself, you know, over the course of the season. But um, is there any crying? Is it acceptable to just, I don't know, cut it loose or let it loose? I know I've cried, but for the most part, all my crying has been like crying of happiness and like, overcoming and you know being appreciative of the success i'm having and stuff like that like after a super after the super bowl i was boohooing you know i I don't think i've ever cried after a loss but um what do you think it's acceptable you know i've I've teared up when teammates have been hurt or been going through things um you know i i I tear up when i'm talking whenever you're sometimes with uh really big uh triumphant moments uh, mm-hmm. impactful moments in your career and your team. Uh, I think some of the times these things can be overwhelming and very emotional and I've been known to cry for sure. I've no, done it at numerous you. press conferences. I did it after the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I've done it. I, for me, um, it almost always happens when I'm thinking about either, uh, our family, uh, my teammates, um, the yeah. trajectory of a season. So, um, you know, this guy clearly puts a lot of, of effort into all of this and he's invested um, man it, it, it's it's frustrating when it doesn't pay off especially and, especially um, when he's the one that's being held accountable for a lot of the shit that's going on um yeah that shit it probably probably just got at him to the point where he couldn't hold it back man um but yeah. that shit sucks you know it sucks Speak, yeah speaking of crying do you hear my uh one-year-old right now oh baby yell Baby, yes, she heard it. She heard uh, we were talking about Derek Carr right now. Yeah. Sounds a lot like Derek Carr. Yeah, she's very invested in yeah. uh, her sleep. and um, If only her teammates tried as hard as she did. <laughs> that is so great. All right, moving on to New Heights Stamp of the Week, baby. Uh, yeah. This is how we do it. Jason and I, um, we give... A shout out to um, anybody taking their game to new heights. It could be in the NFL, college, high school. It doesn't matter. We're showcasing anybody taking their game uh, to the next level, baby. Um, and mine this week, my guy Cole Komet of the uh, Chicago Bears, baby, coming out of of a of a unfortunately close loss, but um, four receptions, seventy four yards, two touchdowns, a huge huge touchdown. Got a, the bulk of his yardage. On uh, one of them, absolutely wide open, ran a great route, and um, I'm just happy to see that guy taking the next step, man. Uh, finally, I think he's uh, 
think he's got five touchdowns, five or six touchdowns this year alone, um, which is the second most in, uh, out of all the tight ends. And um, I'm just happy to see him keep progressing, man. Great guy, plays his tail off. I think he embodies that city, the toughness, and um, he's a, he's definitely, you know, a guy that I thought is uh, was going to take the league by storm. You know, very big dude, looks kind of like that grunk, uh, physical built, um, and just toughness. And um, sure enough, man, Cole, shout out to you taking your game to new heights, baby. I'm proud of it. Let's Way keep to go, Cole. Going. Tight end you, baby. Way to go, Cole. Okay, I got Jeff Saturday. I was a little nervous. Jeff I didn't know if Saturday. I wanted Saturday. You know what? Well, I was a little bit iffy because we're playing the Colts this week and whether I was going to go with Jeff. But, I mean, in the true what this stamp is supposed to be, taking your game to new heights, this is the only thing Jeff hasn't done. I mean, he's been a Pro Bowl player. Perennial. He's played yeah. for over a decade, won a Super Bowl. He's a Hall of Fame candidate almost every year. Um, You know, this guy, uh, and then he's first time as a coach against the Las Vegas Raiders. What does he do? Gets a win. a win, gets a dub despite all the uh, all the uh, shenanigans all week. I mean, we talked about it on our podcast about how odd of a move it was, um, and some other people were very harsh. Um, you know, he found a way to get it done. I thought he answered honestly. I thought he answered questions great. I thought he had great press conferences and addro- and addressing all this and just keeping the team focused. Uh, and they got their first dub. Yeah, under Jeff you could see you could, you could see the way they were playing. They were playing for a lot more, man. You could see their backs were against the wall. They felt like they had to rally to come together. I think that, you know, get bringing Jeff in, great leader, team first guy, that entire mentality, not to take anything away from what Frank Wright did or anything like that, but sometimes change is good, man, and it can, it can spark a freaking fire that just wasn't there. Um, but I can't say too much about – the, the Colts because we lost to them and um, I think that, that that is a very talented football team um, and it's uh, it doesn't surprise me that the uh, they, they rallied together because they got a lot of great players over there man no doubt well let's look ahead to next week yeah talking about the Colts man uh, yeah. Eagles at Colts so you guys are going to Indianapolis playing in the dome uh, how do you prep for a game uh, or for a team with a brand new head coach I you know I don't know how it's going to change. Obviously they were fired up last week to play the Raiders. Um, you know, I think largely they're going to be a similar team, especially on defense. I can't speak for the offense, but Jeff, Jeff isn't going to go in there and drastically change the defensive philosophy of the football team in a, in a week. Right. Right. You know, I think what he's going to do is, is bring uh, a different level of organization, motivation. Yeah. Um, and, and things like that, which will make a difference in how the team ultimately plays. But for us and how we're preparing, it's not going to be any different uh, with Jeff Saturday as a coach. We're just going to prepare uh, for what we see on tape, what we see from them as players, and go out there and play it like it's any week. Yeah, I'm with you, man. He um he made a comment on the uh, Pat McAfee show. Shout out to the Pat McAfee show that yeah. he challenged the O line. He like came in and said, you know, you guys have to step it up you know and coming from a guy like that a perennial the you were just kind of naming on all the accolades that he's accomplished as a player yeah you can appreciate that challenge 
You know what I mean? The the real ones, the guys with the the right mentality. If they say something to you, it's a it hits a little bit different than uh, than maybe somebody who didn't play or wasn't in your shoes at some point in their career. And I think that it it just matters, man. It matters. And I, I if you got the right gr- group of guys, you answer the freaking bell. And sure enough, they they obviously did uh, coming yeah, out I mean, with the win. I mean, if there's one group that immediately is going to give Jeff Saturday the respect of what he's earned as a player, it's going to be the offensive line. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, I mean, he's immediately got that. And, uh, you know, for if he's calling you out, you know that he thinks that you can do better. He knows yeah. – He, I mean, you know that he knows what the offensive line is capable of out there. And Indianapolis has had a great offensive line for a long time. And, um, you know, sometimes you need to light a fire up under him. And, uh, you know, it certainly seems to have paid off. Yeah. Well, we know he's going to keep everyone accountable. He's, he, uh, as he kept Peyton Manning, uh, one of the greatest quarterbacks ever in the league, <laughs> kept that man accountable while while he was playing. <laughs> I remember you were telling me uh, a Jeff Saturday story your first year in the league, or your, one of your first couple years in the league, that he kind of helped out in terms of like a mentor almost, or just a, a voice of reason for you at a at a young younger uh, age or at the beginning of your career. Yeah, well, you know, my first offensive line coach was Howard Mudd, who coached Jeff his entire career, I think, in Howard Indianapolis. Mudd. And, uh, you know, after the, my first season, Howard, wanted, like, he was like, hey, do you want to talk to Jeff? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I'd be honored to, like, take any advice he could have. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I went up to his place, and we talked ball for a little bit. And he actually just texted me, like, uh, you know, a couple months ago uh, saying how, uh, you know, he was wishing us luck and, you know, thought we were having a great season. So, Unfortunately, I don't think he's wishing us luck this week, but, um, <laughs> but, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, I think, you know, Jeff's a great person, a great dude. He was a great player. And, uh, you know, I think, uh, he's, he's always gone out of his way to try and help me. And I'm sure he's done that for a lot of guys. So, um, great dude. Sounds like a great dude to me, man. And obviously the Colts uh, come together. And they they look like they love playing for him, man, because that sideline was hype. The the guys looked like they were rallying, playing for each other. It's a different world, man. Yeah. Well, Chiefs at the Chargers. Sunday night football. We got a little in division game. November eighth announced the game was flexed to Sunday night yeah, over the flexed. Bengals. Yeah. Uh, when when did you find this out? Uh, the same time everybody else did. It just uh, kind of happens right media. when it gets announced. Yeah, it was like, oh, wow, we got an- another primetime game. I think it's our seventh primetime game, so we are officially not aren't, getting flexed to primetime anymore. Well, aren't you the popular one? Yeah, what uh, Do you like the game. ability to Quarterback flex play. games? Do you like um, the ability to flex games? I love the ability to flex home, to, of, of, to flex home games. To flex Good an point. away game in L.A. to where Way now to, I don't yeah. get back until 4 a.m. Yeah. God, that's Fuck a good that, point. man. Yeah, that's not yeah. good. It's uh, it's going to be just a long ride back and, you know, at a point in the season where you were hoping you could just get to the house, uh, put your feet up after a game. But, um, yeah, you know, we signed up for this thing. And uh, I can't get mad about uh, playing on national television, man. Being the only game on and, you know, getting to showcase, being able to, Go out there, put on for Cleveland Heights, University of Cincinnati, all the friends and family that have uh, have been in my corner my entire life. I love playing primetime games, man. I can't get enough of them. So I'm not mad that we're getting flexed. I just wish it was for a home game instead of an away game. Are you excited? Let's get to the real question. 
Are you going to wear your uh, your your wrestling knee pads and boots uh, in your preparation <laughs> to see Derwin James again? You going to have your Rey Mysterio mask on? I'm going to have I'm going to have the uh, the leather diaper, my high leather boots, uh, maybe some wristbands, some uh, elbow gonna, pads. Get the, gonna, get the rock. Get the rock. The elbow rock pads. Rock. Yeah, baby. If I get in the end zone, I might have to do the people's elbow now, man. Are you going to uh, try and jump over Derwin James again, maybe? Um, me jumping over people is uh, it's starting to kind of calm down. I stop. landed on my I landed on my fucking head two games ago, and I'm still <laughs> feeling that shit. Yeah, yeah, still feeling it. So yeah. uh, the fun stuff Trim. throughout the uh, it's funny because when you get flipped like that, there's a point in like the the you getting flipped that just everything freezes, like the time freezes, and there's so much going through your head, and it's right before you hit the ground. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, no. And then it freezes like uh, like the old Saved by the Bell where it's like everything freezes and you're talking into the camera and uh, about the situation that's about to occur. And you're just like, this isn't good. This isn't good. Oh, no, my neck, my neck, my neck. Try, try and tuck. Try and tuck the neck. Try and tuck the neck. And you can't tuck the neck. And all of a sudden, you just get this full shock wave going through your neck into your spine. And yeah. Luckily enough, the uh, the adrenaline and some of the anti-inflammatories I was on got me through the game. But, man, I couldn't look left for about an entire week. I'm over here turning my shoulders. Patty Mahomes is making fun of me in my routes during practice. He was like, dude, you, you're, it's taking you like you're trying to turn a semi-truck around a corner, around a tight bend, trying to run these routes right now, getting your snapping your head around. I'm just starting to laugh like, man, you know, uh, I heard this from Andre Miller. A, legend, uh, a legendary Cavalier, but uh, played in the Lee NBA for forever. And uh, they asked him, you know, the longevity, how, what can you, uh, you know, what can you speak on in terms of how healthy you've been and how you stayed in the league so long? He said, man, just stay on the ground, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you don't leave the ground. A lot, of, a lot of shit, you know, you eliminate a lot of that stuff, the wear and tear on the knees, the how you're going to fall, the... You know, there's a lot of things you can eliminate, and um, sure enough, I think I uh, I think I play a lot better when my feet are in the ground than when I'm upside down landing on my head. Yeah, let's uh, let's stick to uh, the Wesley Snipes law, which is that white men can't jump, and let's stay on the ground. All right. <laughs> Don't forget how that movie ended, Jason. That's right. Woody Harrelson. <laughs> they definitely lowered the rim to like eight feet. I mean. We can, we can pretend. <laughs> uh, it's like it's like when I was in the backyard every single day practicing basketball, and Dad would yell from the kitchen, "Put the hoop up to ten feet!" I'm just like Dad, I can't reach it up there. I gotta gotta work on my dunking. Only I could dunk when we were growing up. <laughs> you definitely could not. I was I'm, I'm a dunking machine. What are you talking about, <laughs> Jason? You used to try dunking every single day after lifting in, in college, and I've never seen you successfully. That was once I was two hundred eighty pounds. You would just that was once rip I was the calluses off your hand, and your entire hand would be bleeding by the end of the basketball shoot around. That's just because my hand was so muscular; I could no longer palm the ball. <laughs> so I just had to like try and slam it down in like a, like a pancake. Like a Burger flat King jack. hands, man. Burger King hands. No, opposite of Burger King hands. These are a. Uh, this is uh, oh, the rock. Ones. The rock. Yeah, the rock was saying calloused up. Oh yeah. Right on, baby. Right on. All righty. Well, that about wraps up the twelfth episode of New Heights. <laughs> Woo! So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube to the New Heights channel, so you know when the the new videos come out, and listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>
Once again, New Heights is a Jukes original presented by Wave Sports and Entertainment. Make sure you follow the show on all social media at New Heights Show uh, for fun clips throughout the week. And um, as always, thank you to our production, man. We we honestly cannot do this without you, and uh, you we appreciate everything you guys do, man. You guys make us look good when uh, we know we're not. We're but we're, we're we're learning, and uh, we appreciate the guidance. So shout out to everybody helping make this thing run. Thanks, guys. Until the yeah, next man. time, peace, peace.